Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola Shokumbi. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance. The Clever Girls Know podcast is a podcast for women, offering a space for conversations around personal finance, business, life, and living. I'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast, and you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And if you love what you listen to, head on over to iTunes and leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. I'd also love for you to stop by clevergirlfinance.com. We have new content on the blog multiple times a week. We have over 30 plus free courses. Plus, when you sign up for a course, you can talk to a Clever Girl Finance mentor for free to get encouragement, motivation, or if you just want to have an open, no shame, no judgment girl talk. Finally, check out our YouTube channel. Just search Clever Girl Finance on YouTube. And if you don't already follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Clever Girl Finance. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. So are you struggling to lay out a plan for your financial wellness? Are you trying to get past living paycheck to paycheck? I have some tips for you to help you work on creating a financially sound plan for yourself. So today we're going to explore key steps that you can leverage to create a financially sound plan for yourself. But first, what does being financially sound even mean? Well, basically being financially sound means you're okay financially. Keep in mind, you don't need to be a millionaire or have all the funds to retire put aside to be financially sound. But if you can support yourself with a prolonged gap between paychecks or between jobs, then you are on the path to being financially sound. It could mean you have enough money to stay afloat during an emergency. And it can also mean that you're able to make sound financial decisions regardless of temptation. For example, sticking to your budget. Regardless of where you're starting from, it can take a while or it can take a lot of effort to hit that milestone where you can consider yourself financially sound, but it is possible. It's all about being intentional and working on creating your plan and not just creating your plan, but taking action on the plan that you create. That said, let's talk about how to create a financially sound plan for yourself. One smart financial decision at a time. Number one, assess where you stand. It's really important to understand where you are right now with your finances. And this exercise is not to make you feel bad. Instead, it's to help you work on creating that plan. Think about your car navigation system. In order for it to get you where you want to go, your destination, you have to tell it where you are. So you want to start by looking at your assets, your liabilities, and your general net worth. The way you look at your net worth is by subtracting your liabilities from your assets and what you have left over is your net worth. Do not panic or stress out if this is negative. Again, the point of this exercise is to understand where you are and understand where you need to focus on. For many young people, they're starting out with a negative net worth, especially if they have high student loans. And again, that is fine. It's not to make you feel bad, but it's to help you create a plan so that you can start to build long-term wealth. Next, assess your income. How much are you bringing in and how much of your paycheck hits your bank account post taxes, after taxes have been taken out of your paycheck. It's really important. If you earn $60,000 a year, you're not getting $5,000 a paycheck. You need to understand what is your post-tax paycheck after all the deductions have come out, whether it's social security, um, taxes, etc. You want to understand your post-tax income. 
you also want to look at what other income sources you have. Do you have a part-time job? Do you have a side hustle or a business? Are you occasionally selling things here and there? You want to factor all of that into the income you're bringing in every month. And that may vary from month to month, but you still want to have a general idea of what your income looks like. The ultimate goal is to be able to spend less than you earn so you can widen the gap between your income and your expenses. And that money in that gap between income and expenses is money you can put towards your financial goals, like saving, like investing, like paying off debt and whatever other goals that you have for yourself. And then finally, you're going to look at your liabilities, right? This is how much debt do you have? Who do you owe? What do you owe? And list that out as well. Number two, once you've determined where you are, it is time to create a budget. The idea of your budget is to help you tell your money what to do and ultimately help you spend less than you are earning. And so in your budget, you want to factor in all your expenses. You also want to factor in the bills that you're going to pay yourself. For example, saving for retirement, uh, saving for your goals, and also paying down debt. Having a budget is also an opportunity to look at what high expenses you, you have, and if there are any opportunities to cut back on some of those expenses. Number three, set future financial goals. So you have determined where you stand, you have your budget in place. Now it's time to just really determine where are you trying to get to? What is it that you want to accomplish with yourself and with your finances? Set those goals down. Do you have a savings goal? Do you have a retirement goal? Do you have an investment goal? Do you have a debt payoff goal? Highlight what these goals are, what you want to accomplish, by when, break those goals down into smaller chunks and then build those goals, those financial goals into your budget so that each time you get paid, you can put a certain amount of money towards those goals that you have for your future self. Everyone's goals are going to look different and your goals are personal to you and what matters to you. But by having goals, you have something to track and to work towards and also to look forward to. Number four, create a debt repayment plan. So it's really important that if you have debt, especially high interest debt, that you have a strategy in place to help you pay it down and you build the strategy into your budget. You can choose to pay off debt with the snowball method, which is paying off your debt that has the smallest balances first for quick wins, or you can choose to pay off your debt that has the highest interest rate first, also known as the avalanche method. Both of these methods work. It's all about prioritizing, putting extra payments to your top debt, and then once that debt is out of the way, roll those payments into your next top debt. So pick a debt repayment plan, build it into your budget and start to work that plan. Number five, build emergency savings. It's really important that you have a fallback plan, even if you are paying off debt. So it's a good idea to have a basic emergency savings of about $1,000 to $1,500, which can cover your basic emergencies. It can buy you an emergency plane ticket. It can help, help you do a car repair. It can help you do a small home repair. It can help you pay a bill, put food on the table. You want to have that basic emergency fund. Once you have your debt under control, you have a plan that you're working on and you're paying down this debt, then you can focus on building an emergency fund that covers your income in the event that you're able to in the event that you lose your income. And when you think about an emergency fund that covers your income, you're thinking about your needs, not your wants. So essentially your emergency fund will cover housing, food, transportation, core utilities, and any medicines that you need. And I, I mentioned food, right? Yes. <laughs> That's what you want that to cover, not the nice to haves. When it comes to emergencies, you're not going to the movies, you're not getting your nails done, you're not buying the coffees. This is survival mode. That's what you want that emergency fund to cover. Number six, build retirement savings. So if you work for an employer and they offer you a retirement savings plan, like a 401k, for example, or a 403b, you want to contribute to it. If they offer you a match, contribute enough to get the full amount of the match. The sooner you start saving for retirement, the better because you have the time to take advantage of 
time, basically, right? And allow your investments to grow and compound and appreciate and earn dividends. So start taking advantage of any employer plans you have. If you do not have access to an employer plan, set up your own traditional or Roth IRAs and take advantage of the tax benefits and start contributing a lot and allow your money to grow for you. Number seven, save for your short to midterm goal. So yes, retirement is a long-term goal, but that should not be your only goal. You may have other short or midterm goals that you want to pursue for yourself. For example, saving for vacations, saving for a wedding, saving to expand your family, saving to buy a house, saving to start a business, whatever it might be, you want to set aside funds to save for those goals because in a, in a sense, when you are saving for those short-term goals, the things that you want to do, you stay motivated on your financial journey because you want to achieve your goal. So one way to save more is to basically carve out a category in your budget called sinking fund and label that fund the name of your goal and determine how much money you can put into that goal based on when you want to achieve it, how much money can you put in every single time you get paid and leverage that as how to get started with saving for your short-term goals. For example, if you're saving $12,000 for a house down payment that you want to buy in maybe two years, that would mean putting aside $500 in your house savings sinking fund. And by the way, sinking funds are essentially funds where you put money aside for expenses that you know you have coming up. And this can tie into those short-term goals you have. Number eight, don't forget proper insurance. So when it comes to being financially sound, insurance should be part of your financial plan. It is essentially a backup to your backup. It allows you to cover certain life emergencies and medical, for example, um, when life happens without having to derail your financial goals. So you definitely want to make sure that you have insurance. Most people have basic insurance. When it comes to auto insurance, it's required when you're driving, but there's other insurance that you want to consider. So for example, insurance that you want to consider and explore and research include life insurance, long-term disability insurance in the event that you cannot work, renter's insurance because your landlord is not going to cover your property if something happens and you're renting, pet insurance if you have a pet, personal article insurance if you have personal items that are expensive like jewelry, laptop, laptops, or other tech equipment, homeowner's insurance if you own your home, identity theft protection, umbrella insurance, health insurance, dental insurance, and long-term care insurance. These are all ideas of insurance that you can start to explore and consider based on what is relevant to your own personal situation. In general, most of us hope to never have to file an insurance claim. However, having that insurance in place can help to cover those unforeseen high cost expenses. Number nine, build financial literacy. When you build your financial literacy, when you work on improving your financial literacy, you're giving yourself the chance to just be able to make smart financial decisions for yourself. So a few ways to beef up your knowledge include reading books, taking online courses, watching financial content like, like here, and even exploring personal finance blogs like clevergirlfinance.com. You can also check out the Clever Girl Finance book series everywhere books are sold and check out our 30 plus courses. All of our courses are completely free and we also have 40 plus completely free worksheets to help you as you work on building up that financial literacy. So which of these steps are you currently implementing and which of these steps you plan to put in place to help you create that financially sound plan for yourself? While it may not happen overnight, consistently working on your financially sound plan will help you get closer to achieving your financial goals every single day. So don't give up, but it's really important that you have that plan in place to help you get to that point where you feel financially sound. I will talk to you next time. 
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and I hope you enjoyed it. If you've loved the episode but you don't yet subscribe to the podcast, you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes and head on over to iTunes and leave a review so other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. Thank you so much for being here and I'll talk to you on the next episode.